Hello, and uh, welcome to another bonus cast of the Bomb Squad podcast. Uh, here today is Joseph Rennick. Uh, who else is here with me? Tim M. Sullivan. I am Rain. Conversely, I couldn't think of a joke, so I'll just go with my name. You could have said, you could have said I am Morpheus, but that works too. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, speaking of uh, Morpheus, uh, we're still uh, in Matrix mode and with anime month coming up here on uh on bomb squad productions i figured this would be a fun little uh segue into that with uh the matrix podcast uh, that we just did for matrix resurrections and i don't know i figured this would be fun to talk about the uh the animatrix i haven't even introduced the damn thing yet um but yeah we're today we're going to be talking about um the animatrix a little series of short films, some of them written by the Wachowskis, others uh, written by some people who very much influenced the, uh, I don't know why I said influence like that, but they, they, they were influences on The Matrix when the first one came out. And yeah, uh, this was released uh, to coincide with the release of Reloaded. Um, so we're going to, we're going to start off with uh a simple little question, because this is this is a big thing. It's going to be pretty much a free-for-all on this one, but we'll start with a more concise and uh, clearer question that we can easily get into. Uh, expectations. Uh, what were your guys' expectations going into uh, this little uh, slice of Matrix history, um, either as a Matrix fan, an anime fan, or both? Because... The, 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 this, this is an interesting little oddity, um, and I know um, if we had Ethan on here, he would have been more the anime guy. Uh, we tried to get him on. I know Tim's both a uh, <clears throat> Matrix fan and an anime fan, probably more an anime fan, though. So you know what? We're, we're going to start with him. Right. What were your expectations? So uh, we didn't really talk about um, history with Matrix stuff too much on uh, the... Uh, Resurrections cast, so I guess I can kind of start with that. Like, I I watched the Matrix movies, I think I was a junior in high school at the time, uh, junior or senior, something somewhere around that uh, time frame. Um, but uh, yeah, basically, uh, I I remember the like the first my first experience with the Matrix was, um, at that time at Walmart, there was a, like, four-pack DVD that was the Matrix trilogy and the Animatrix. Uh, so I, I got that, like, four-pack DVD. Like, the, it was just, like, one of those little, like, bargain quadruple feature things. Um, like, it was literally two two-sided DVDs. <laughs> Um, I think one of them was like Matrix Matrix 2 and then the other one was Matrix 3 Animatrix. Um, so that was my first experience with uh, the Matrix trilogy and also with the Animatrix. And um, I basically, I, I consider the Animatrix just as uh, significant of a piece of the franchise as all the original trilogy um, because that's that's just how I like originally experienced it was watching all of those all together um and um yeah it's um like as i kind of mentioned on um i think both the ghost in the shell cast and on the um 
uh, Matrix Resurrection cast. Like, Ghost in the Shell's a huge influence on the film, and I had seen that before going into Matrix, and I think that kind of, I guess, gave me just sort of a different perspective going in. Um, but, you know, overall, uh, my, my expectations were... Um, maybe this will be a fun little anime anthology because I also really like anime anthologies. Um, and, and anthologies are weird because like a lot of a lot of anthologies, it's like it's hard to judge the quality of the thing as a whole because you have to kind of judge each piece individually because they all kind of have varying quality. Um, I think a lot of anime anthologies tend to be pretty solid throughout because they tend to like gravitate towards um the creators who have been doing this for forever and uh, like in japan the apprenticeship is just insane like you have to have been like working under people for like 40 years before you get to direct your first thing and so um anime directors aren't fucking around um basically so i, I think that leads to a lot more interesting anthology stuff like um last year we review or we uh did a podcast on um memories which was a, a three piece anthology uh led by um uh katsuhiro tomo uh creator of akira and uh that that's all that was a really good anthology we'll listen to our thoughts on that one um and there's stuff there's stuff like um batman gotham night uh robot carnival uh genius party there's just a lot of uh really good anthologies like that um so i guess going into this i was just kind of hoping for something cool like that and uh talk more about my thoughts later hell yeah rain uh, why don't you go next all right, so I, this is my second time seeing the the AM Matrix. Uh, the first time was in high school, uh, freshman year, if I uh, bl- if I remember correctly. It was after seeing not long after seeing uh, Matrix and the sequels uh, for the first time. Uh, and then the most embarrassing story I've ever told, and hopefully ever will tell. Um, I can't imagine a more embarrassing one. I'm about to mention. Oh, I'm excited. So I found out about the AM Matrix not from. I found out um, through. I found out what the Animatrix was um, through through uh, Doug Walker back when I was like fifteen. I used to I used to actually watch uh, Nostalgia Critic. He did like some video about the Animatrix. I can't. I honestly don't even remember like what he thought like what he thought of it. If he thought it was bad or good or somewhere in between. I just, just I know that's how I found out. About it. I was like, oh, this looks neat. And um, well, so we all had our so, Doug yeah, Walker that's, phase. I just, it's all right. We we all did. Yeah. So there's nothing to be ashamed of. But yeah, fuck you, Dog Walker. Um. So yeah, honestly, I don't remember what I was expecting coming in. I, I think I expected to like it. Um, because I liked, I like, I you know, I really liked the first Matrix. Was kind of mixed on Reloaded. Mostly disliked. Uh, uh, re. What was the third one called? Uh, Revolutions. Revolutions. Um. So I wasn't sure what to expect. Um, if I recall correctly, and then when I rewatched it um a couple months ago with with my roommates, I was like expecting um because I remember thinking some of them were really strong, some of them were kind of weak, and was um very excited to see like which ones held up, which ones I uh, had a change of heart on, and so on. 
Uh, so yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, uh, my turn. So, um, as I'm sure some of our listeners have kind of picked up on, I'm not really an anime guy. Like, we've we've had how, however many anime episodes on our podcast, and I've only been on one of them. It would have been two, um, but I was moving at the time. I wanted to be on the Ghost in the Shell podcast. Um, but, <clears throat> yeah, I'm not really much of an anime guy. Um, so... The, the, this, this is kind of a weird little oddity for me um, but as I stated in the previous podcast uh, I, I'm kind of a big Matrix nerd there's like only maybe like a small handful of things that I get like super hyped for as far as like deep lore for things goes um, like not even Star Wars gets me as excited about it's deep lore I mean there's like pockets of it but uh uh-huh. Yeah, I'm not as big a big into the deep lore of Star Wars as I am with the Matrix. Uh, it all it's all very fascinating to me. I think the Wachowskis really uh, created a very interesting world that I want to explore more. And uh, I found out about this as I was uh, discovering like like finally watching the Matrix movies for the first time because I didn't watch any of them until high school. Um, I'll kind of save my experience about <clears throat> discovering those movies in high school for when we do uh, the first Matrix in a couple years' time. Uh, but <clears throat> when I found out about the Animatrix and kind of what that was, I kind of got excited because, oh, the, like I, I really like this world and there's stuff that I want to know more about. And, I mean, it looks really cool, all the different like visual styles of it and... I mean, I, I was not an anime kid in high school either, um, but uh, I, when when, I, when watching the Matrix movies, I could kind of tell, like, oh yeah, these are these are kind of influenced on anime. None that I would know, but I, I, I got a sense that it was like inspired by like certain animes. Um, funnily enough, it didn't really. Uh, uh, what's the word? didn't drive me to seek out the ones that inspired the matrix at the time uh but yeah that, that that's kind of my general history and expectations was oh hey uh more, more world building of this world that i'm actually quite fascinated by so with that out of the way let's actually get into the meat and potatoes of this and we'll uh kind of just blend the uh other two questions like the other two questions that i have together because yeah this, this is going to be a big one uh, but what are our overall thoughts on the Animatrix, and what, what what's your favorite short out of them? Or heck, we'll even throw this one out there. What's your least favorite short? That's the one I'm actually really curious about. So we'll uh, we'll boomerang back. We'll go with Rain. What what what'd you think? Alrighty, alrighty. So I would say um, overall, it's a kind of I would describe the Animatrix as a mixed bag, but um with highs that are for me personally higher than um than even the original matrix um but even its lows i would say are still um higher than like the lows and like to say the sequels because like honestly i feel like the worst one here is as it at worst just kind of mediocre um in my opinion like there's nothing none of these shorts are straight up bad so i'll preface with that and um i will also say um off the bat my favorite is uh definitely world record uh, but I'll give like a short, I guess, one sentence um, thoughts on the other ones. 
Second Renaissance Part 1 too. Um, nice art. Um, sometimes provocative. I don't know. It's, I don't know. Like, a lot of times it felt like, it was like, here, let's take, um, footage of, like, some, of, like, a real civil rights protest, and then we'll just, like, doodle over the minorities with robots and the police with humans. And then, like, that's as, like, deep as it gets. Like, I don't know. It's just, like, it's a kind of, like, I know there's a whole term for it, and, but, like, where it's just, like, they, you take, um, a real world struggle and then just paint, like, elves and orcs over it like it's just i don't know it's and i'm not saying the whole um that all of the second renaissance is that but it, i don't know like there's some interesting stuff where it goes into like i guess like oppression that would be unique to on um, the situation of the machines like how they're able to create like their own society and because they're machines they're able to like make an economy that just like completely is impossible for humans to compete with and stuff like that and the <laughs> ending um is kind of i think is the 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 ending image of them in the um un uh the machines and that was cool um yeah i wish i i feel like there's that the, the second renaissance uh for as mixed as i feel on it um it is also it is one you could really talk a lot of uh, for a long time about but i don't know how to talk about it you know i have a lot of thoughts on it, so i'll move on because i said it'd be a one sentence review program um, for just going off eye candy, I feel like this is by far the best one, at least for me personally, because it's just, like, so, like, those thick black lines, it's just, just amazing. Oh, more, more, uh, beautiful. Kid's story. Um, maybe, I feel like my least favorite one is probably a tie for Second Renaissance and Kid's story. I like the art style, the shading, um, sort of thing, but, like, I don't know, it just felt, it wasn't bad, again, it's just kind of, it didn't, um, strike a chord with me emotionally, it didn't, um... I didn't think it was particularly uh, deep um, or thought-provoking. It was a you know cool, good chase scene, nice uh, animation. I just um, could not care less about this um, angsty teen and his um, um, wanting to feel all big and important and stuff. Beyond, shoot, what was Beyond? I wrote down the names, just assuming that way. No, that one, that one I liked a lot. That might be my second favorite one, the one with the girl trying to find her cat. And it's just, like, these kids vibing in this little glitch area. I think that's, like, a nice little... Like, I think it's neat how they take, like, a small slice of the Matrix. Uh, like, um, the rules of, like, how the Matrix works. And just make, like, a like a low-stakes, um, kind of cozy little short um, about these kids exploring this... Uh, the whole part about, like, glitches in the Matrix. Uh, a detective story. Nice art. Um, decent story. Um, honestly, not too much to say about it. Um, it's cool that, you know, the, um, Cowboy Bebop guy, they got him on. Um, I really think the, um, I guess the art design, um, for, like, a lot of the architecture and, like, the guy's computer and stuff, I think that's cool, like, how they mix, like, sort of retro style with, um, with the, with the aesthetic where we are accustomed to with the Matrix. And then, Malchuculated, don't know how to pronounce that. That was actually my favorite one when I was in high school. It's, um, interesting. I, um... I have, like, the whole, the whole, like, science fiction conceit of them, um, altering the robot, and then the, the ending, um, which really, yeah, just really gets me, the ending of, um, the robot just being alone, um, after being kind of mentally mutilated, in a way, by the, these humans, um, definitely, I think the most, um, um, adds the most, like, shades of gray to the whole proceeding, and I think it's interesting how they, like, show that these machines, they are sentient, which means, which because usually the only time we're shown sentient machines is like the programs in um in the matrix movies prior to um 
prior to the to the latest one. Um, so that you know the fact that we get to see like these machines are sentient technically, I think that's very interesting. Fire and Fly of the Osiris. Actually, maybe this one might be my least favorite. It's actually no, this one is because like at least Second Renaissance, like it's it's going for something interesting. Um, and Kid's story, like it's cool to look at. Final Fire of the Osiris. I just feel like it's kind of like since it's going for like this hyper, um, like trying to like be photorealistic, it um just doesn't age as well and just doesn't have as it's not as interesting on a aesthetic level as I think the other ones are. It's fine. It's a decent action scene. Um, you know, all the fluttering stuff is cool, is, is, um, neat, makes it stand out, but I don't know. Just, it doesn't do anything for me, I guess. I can't really say much else other than that. All right, big event, world record. Um, freaking amazing, freaking beautiful. I think the, um, the really, um, I don't want to say, um, the art style is like, everyone looks like a caricature, but it's very, um, like, very stylized. Those thick lines, I'm just, uh, I just love those thick lines. Um, I think it really, I think the art style really, um, really, um, adds to, um, what the story's trying to convey. Like, I think the way every, uh, muscle movement, muscle spasm, um, every step the guy has to take, like, is super, um, exaggerated and really, um, just, um, highlights, highlights what they're trying to tell. And I think it's, um, I don't know, I just think it's interesting, um, I mean, I'm a sucker for someone who's just, like, a character who's just, like, is, like, Mr. Willpower, just, like, and, like, they're, they're, this person's willpower is so strong, they're, they're doing everything in their, uh, in their, um, ability, just breaking themselves to finish this world record, and their willpower is so strong that they are momentarily able to break out of the Matrix. I think that's amazing. I think it's, and the thing I really like about stories, it's, um, a very simple conceit, a conceit that, uh, just appeals to me, um, uh, specifically, it has its, it has that art style that I think complements what the story they're trying to tell perfectly, and, um, there's probably some other thing. I just like it a lot. I like that it's it's um it's um it's it's a big big favorite of mine. Like it's arguably this it might arguably be the simplest of all of them, but I think it's um but I just think it um executes what it's trying to do the the best, um, personally. So yeah, that's um world record is my favorite and I I think am done okay. talking. Okay. Uh well We'll probably have heavy <clears throat> jump in, and I'll probably ask some more questions as we go along. But we'll we'll move on yeah. to Tim. Uh, what, what are your thoughts overall? Favorite short, mm-hmm. least favorite short. Let's hear your thoughts. Yeah. So yeah, overall, I think it's um, it's a solid um, solid anthology, just uh, through and through overall. Um, kind of like what Rain was saying. I think certain um, pieces of it aren't as strong, and certain pieces are very strong. Um, but you know, overall, I think it flows pretty well. I don't, I, I don't like, especially hate any of the segments. Um, and, uh, the ones that are good are really strong in my opinion. Um, and I'll just kind of go through all of them and, um, talk a bit about, um, the studios and the, uh, writers, directors, uh, cause I, I, I have, bit of background on uh, some of these uh, folks and some of these studios. So uh, first we'll talk about Final Flight of the Osiris. Uh, this one was directed by Andy Jones. Uh, he is a VFX artist. He's best known for his work on uh, Avatar and the Jungle Book. 
Um, he also worked on Final Fantasy The Spears Within and I, Robot, which I think that kind of makes sense that uh, he was working on those around that time, and uh, this is thematically similar. Um, I, was, I was waiting for that Final Fantasy Spears Within name to drop, because yeah. this very much looks like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was actually animated by uh, Square USA, so the same studio and everything. Um and uh this one I, this one is the only one that was directly written by the Wachowskis. Um I think all of the other ones have story by credit with the Wachowskis, but um this is the only one where they were uh given the uh writer credit. So I think this was the one they were most directly involved with. Um and honestly, yeah, like Rain was saying, this is definitely my least favorite of the anthology it's uh it's just kind of vanilla overall it's just like um horny sword fighting followed by they get into their ships um there's it just doesn't do much and uh i i never really cared for it much to begin with and uh as time goes on it looks worse and worse um which is just the fate of uh cg animation like i I watched Advent Children last year, and I remember when I used to think that that was the best-looking movie ever. It isn't quite that good anymore. Um, but, uh, yeah, this, this is sort of the same situation. Um, it's just not aged very well um, visually, and uh, there wasn't too much more uh, on a conceptual level. Oddly enough, it seems like this was, like, the one that they were pushing the hardest. And I think it's probably because the Wachowskis were the most directly involved in this one. But, like, this was, mm-hmm. this was like, this is the only one that has an MPAA rating. Uh, like, if you look at the box on the DVD, it says uh, Final Flight of the Osiris rated PG-13. The rest of them not rated. Uh, so that that's just weird to me. <laughs> I'll I have some history with that. I I kind of know the details of it. I'll get into it a little bit later. Okay. Um, cool. But yeah, oh. there is an explanation. Okay. Yeah. Um yeah, overall I just uh yeah, I, I don't think that that one is um as strong as the other ones. It um probably the weakest of the film. And then uh coming right after that is the second renaissance which um I, this actually might be my favorite of the film. Um, and uh, so the def- definitely a strong uh, increase in quality, at least in my opinion. Um, and this one was direct- written and directed by Mahiro Maeda, who was the lead director on the OVA series Blue Submarine Number no. 6. Uh, he also directed uh, the series Gankutsuo, The Count of Monte Cristo. Um, he was key animator on the Kill Bill anime sequence, and he also did concept art and design for Mad Max Fury Road. So that's cool. Really? Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, this uh, was also, this was animated by Studio 4C, uh, or 4 Degrees C, or 4 Degrees Celsius. I'm not entirely sure how <laughs> you say the name of this studio. Um, I've heard different, I just say 4C, it's easy. Um, so anyway, Studio 4C. Um, some some of their works. Uh, they they did two of the three segments of Memories. Uh, they did uh, Magnetic Rose and um, Cannon Fodder. Uh, they also did Mind Game, 
and they did the Berserk Golden Age Arc Trilogy. And um, various other stuff, but those are the big ones for me, anyway. Um, yeah, uh, I, I really like the second Renaissance. Um, I do understand Rain's kind of issues with it, um, but I do, I do think that it tells a provocative story. Um, and uh, I think just, like, seeing the humans get their comeuppance is just like it's sort of a wish fulfillment thing like it's just you, just seeing the robot uprising after they get treated so miserably is just um gratifying in a way um it's yeah it it, it does a lot for me it program might be it, it, it kind of teeters between program and uh, second renaissance but i really like both of those um now uh moving on to kid story which was written directed by shinichiro watanabe who uh he's best known for his work on such titles as cowboy bebop samurai shampoo and as rain mentioned uh the episodes of billy and mandy with fred fredberger <laughs> Um, and this was also animated by Studio 4C. Um, and yeah, I, I do I do like this one. Um, it's not my favorite. I think um, it's uh, yeah f- fun enough for the moment. Um, doesn't leave quite as strong as of a impression as some of the others though. Um, and then uh, moving on to program. Uh, This one was written and directed by Yoshiaki Kawajiri, who is best known for his works on Vampire Hunter D, Bloodlust, Wicked City, and Ninja Scroll. And uh, this is animated by Madhouse. Madhouse is a very big anime studio. Uh, Some of their works include uh, the other uh, segment of Memories, Stink Bomb. Uh, They also animated Perfect Blue... Animated a bunch of series like Death Note, Black Lagoon, uh, Cardcaptor Sakura, oddly enough. Um, but yeah, just uh, a, a whole lot. Of, the, the list goes on. They've, they've animated a lot of stuff, a lot of big titles. Um, and yeah, uh, like Rain was saying, this one is very visually strong. Um, and I think it tells a really good encapsulated story as well. So this is definitely a strong contender for me as well um yeah really really like it a lot lot of good things going for it um then world record uh this one was directed by takashi koike who directed uh red line tanner's favorite anime movie besides castle in the sky uh he also directed a couple of lupin the third movies he did uh jigen's gravestone goemon's blood spray and fujiko's lie and uh, this was written by Yoshiaki Kawajiri, the uh, director of Program, and uh, animated by Madhouse as well. Um, yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely like a lot about this one. I think it's one of the ones that I've grown to appreciate more over time. Um, it it uh, de- it also tells like a very good, just kind of self-contained story with this character, and uh, has a lot going for it visually. Um, and then, uh, moving on to Beyond, which was, uh, written and directed by Koji Morimoto, who, uh, he directed the memory segment Magnetic Rose, and he co-directed my game, 
And uh, this was animated once again by Studio 4C. Um, and this one was good. This one is, uh, it's a nice little, it, it, I like how it kind of examines or kind of uh, shows the world of the Matrix, just like this little pocket of it where um, they're kind of like glitching out and uh, like they're doing the floating stuff. Um, it, it, it's a fun, it's a fun one to watch, uh, just to see sort of, um, like the world of it. Uh, that, that's something that I like about it. Um, then Detective Story, also written by, Shine also written and directed by Shinichiro Watanabe, and, uh, animated by, you guessed it, Studio 4C. Uh. This one again, uh, it, it's it's cool. It's I, I I really like the visual style of it, like the coloring, uh, where it's just kind of gray scaled with that green tint. I think that's kind of interesting. Uh, something I, I noticed about the uh, Watanabe segments is that they seem to like directly connect to the main series more so than the other ones. Like that's where you kind of see and hear like Trinity and Neo is in uh kid's story and detective story that's something i thought that was kind of interesting that he kind of like wanted to tell stories that involved the main characters um more so than the other ones and then mm -hmm. uh lastly we have matriculated which was written and directed by peter chung who is most well known for his work on aeon flux and i'm gonna stop right now i'm just gonna say if when I said Aeon Flux, you thought I was talking about the Charlize Theron movie, you are dead to me. I say this because <laughs> last year I was on a set and I brought up Aeon Flux at some point and someone said, oh, I hate that movie. And I got irrationally angry. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, this was uh, animated by DNA Productions, which I looked up and... Um, it looks like they they're an American-based studio, and they mostly do like um, Nickelodeon and MTV animation stuff. It's like a lot of like weird little um, one-off things. Like they they ha they did the they did uh, Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. That's one of their credits. <laughs> they they did the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. Uh, it sounds like something I would say as a joke. Yeah. And it, it, I'm not though. I swear to God, um, <laughs> it, they they did um, Santa versus the Snowman, which I remember <laughs> watching in the Omnimax as a kid. So good on you, Peter Chung, for getting the another, Santa uh, and the Snowman crew. <laughs> another Odakirk thing because uh, Odakirk was involved with that, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this this again, I think I've grown to appreciate this one a lot more as I've gotten older. Um, like I I the the Peter Chung animation style, I think when you're younger it's kind of hard to get into, but um as you kind of become a more seasoned kind of animation connoisseur, if you will, uh or or if you just like edgy shit. Um, it's it's pretty cool, um, and uh, I I do like just like the way that this one kind of explores, um, like the people diving into the Matrix. I think it it just kind of does that in a really interesting way, and um, yeah yeah it's it's uh it's 
one of the I, th I think it would I would say it's one of the better ones I didn't enjoy it as much when I was younger but I've grown to appreciate it a lot um so yeah those are those are my general thoughts on the various segments all right uh and thanks for the history lesson because uh, we don't have Ethan here to uh add to that unfortunately um <clears throat> anyway now on to my thoughts um i'll kind of go through them uh one by one as well um starting with uh final flight of the osiris which i have very mixed feelings about which uh will also kind of tie into what i was uh referring to earlier when i said uh that there's a bit of a history with this um so actually you know what screw it i'll i'll actually throw out just my quick opinion it's fine animation's kind of dated but whatever um probably one of the weaker shorts of this whole piece in my opinion um but there's a reason why this has a rating and it's because this i think was uh I don't remember what it played before, but I know that this played before some movie, so that's why it has a rating. If they were going to release it, they'd have to have like some kind of approval rating by like the MPAA. Um, that makes sense. But, yeah, this. Yeah, it played before. Um, it played before the Grinch, that uh, Jim Carrey Grinch movie. <laughs> a whole, uh, a whole three years before the uh, <laughs> the Matrix came out, the Matrix Reloaded came out. This, the um, CGI is actually yes. great for that time period. It really is. Uh, but yeah, no, it it is good. Um, but yeah, sorry, continue. But yeah, um, definitely the weakest one. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can find what movie it played before. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's the one that they very much were like, okay, this is the one that's going to act, like actually tie into. Uh, uh, the sequels because it almost acts like like the opening prologue essentially because um, yeah. and they also talk about the events of Final Flight of the Osiris in Reloaded that's the uh, the big meeting scene at the very beginning when they're all in the Matrix um, so they're discussing that the machines are beginning to dig their way into Zion and they got the, the transmission from the Osiris uh which, on the one hand, I, I, I'm glad that they found a way to uh, <clears throat> find a way to like actually connect the two movies and like expand it a bit more. But at the same time, I feel like um, I feel like that this would have been better if it was the actual opening to Reloaded. Um, may maybe cut some things out, but and maybe not make it animated, but uh, <clears throat> it would certainly be a uh, a much more interesting way to open the movie and actually like get across information uh, better than they actually do it in the movie. Um, and I just looked up what movie it played before. Um, get ready for this. Um, <laughs> I don't know when the the Ring podcast is going to come out, but we talk about this briefly on that. Um, it played before the movie Dreamcatcher, uh, <laughs> the, the Stephen King shit weasels movie. <laughs> Written by uh, the guy, not not written by a uh, screenplay by, uh, uh, I think it was also directed by Lawrence Kasdan, the guy that wrote Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> oh geez, yeah, uh, what a career that man's had. Um, 
so I'm gonna move on because I don't really have much else to say about Final Flight of the Osiris. Um, moving on to both parts one and two of the Second Renaissance. Um, this is one of them, one of the uh, shorts that I'm a little bit mixed on, where it's like I see Tim's uh, enjoyment of it and understand it, but at the same time I also understand like Rain's complaints about it. Um, because <clears throat> on the one hand it's like really cool to see like just how the war came to be and like where mm -hmm. like the origin of what the actual matrix is and the machine world is um because you only like hear fragments about it in uh in uh the first film and like a little bit in the sequels so it's like you're kind of curious as to like what exactly went on and uh as uh <clears throat> morpheus mentioned it's like I don't know who struck first, but I do know that we were the ones to black out the sky. And you get to, like, see that in action, so... It's kind of cool to see that, but at the same time, um... I feel like parts of it are very much, like, shock value just for the sake of shock value. Like, I get they really want to, uh... push the intensity of the situation and... kind of open up this, like, morally gray, uh area for like the movies as a whole where it's like you don't know who to side with and honestly kind of make the humans not look as good as they uh they do in the movies um it, it, it's a complicated um relationship i have with final not final flight of the osiris uh the second renaissance final <sighs> flight is easy it's bad yeah final flight's <laughs> easy not good um second renaissance it it's complicated um Starring Meryl Streep and uh, Alec Baldwin. Never mind. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm kind of beginning to go a little incoherent with my thoughts on the rest of it, so I will just move on to the next short film, which is um, it's Kid Story that follows that, right? Or which um, one follows it? I think so. Well, you were... yeah, yeah, Kid Story. It's um the it, no, it's the um the samurai fight one awaken oh or whatever it's called um, program program yeah okay that's that that one's actually my favorite out of all the uh out of, out of the animated shorts in this um it's a very striking like strikingly beautiful short i really like the visuals going on in it um and it's able to convey like a history between these two characters and just certain like ideas of uh ignorance is bliss or no you must know the truth in order to be truly awake which is like big in in all the matrix movies really really takes a deep dive into that while also just having like very interesting visuals that just like com complement the piece as a whole um i think this is probably the best as far as the voice acting goes in the whole piece as well i really like the performances in it um honestly i don't know what else to say about it other than yeah i love it it's a really good short um and it's my favorite it's it's strength it it's like its biggest strength is like its simplicity which makes it kind of hard to talk about i feel like yeah because it is a, it, it is a very simple piece um it's just these two uh folks in samurai gear fighting and uh exploring their ideologies and how they differ um and yeah it, it's a good looking piece too i would actually 
um i'm logging out of facebook for a little while um but like if i were to change my wall uh cover or whatever they call it um i'd certainly use one of these uh like a still from one of these because man oh man there's some good looking images um but because i'm running out of things to say about it other than yeah i really like it we're gonna move on to kid's story which is one that I like more than the second Renaissance, but it's also in the same sense one that I have like complicated feelings about. Because on the one hand, and I kind of want to ask you guys about this, can you see this as like a way for like cults to use this as a recruitment video? Was anyone else? Getting- I I I know I know where you're coming from. It did definitely feel like um. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, the 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 ending uh, is a little questionable. Um. yeah <laughs> it's um it it made me tug at my collar when i like think back on it it's like this this is very very questionable here like if you don't understand what the matrix is this is it's um this is an easy recruitment tool for like fucking scientology or something it's a such like you can argue it's kind of it feels like it's kind of embedded in there in the original matrix with um like the whole first act of like it's very similar it's just the very it just feels it hits very differently when it's um the, this teenager doing it as opposed to like a, a a full-grown adult right like it just feels a lot more unsettling on right. that level okay so i'm not the only one thank god um yeah <laughs> but the the very very questionable uh portrayal of that aside um it's one that i really enjoy um because oh hey it's uh another one that explores stuff that kind of goes into the sequel because uh the kid in this is the kid from uh two and three that follows neo around the uh kind of annoying kid (laughs) um (laughs) i I mean i don't really think he's that annoying in the movies but i mean people think that character is annoying um I wish I knew more about uh, the philosopher he's named after, Karl Popper, because the kid's name is Michael Karl Popper in uh, in uh, the Matrix world, uh, and they just call him the kid. Yeah, after. he um, he's the guy. He's like ph- philosophically, uh, you gotta pop those pimples. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Pimple Popper. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, the great grandfather of professor of mr whatever that heck that youtube or tiktok or whatever young person thing that is <laughs> uh i i can't think of the name right off the top of my head um yeah i wish i had more to say about like why his uh name uh reflects a philosopher uh because i think mm-hmm. that would have been a very interesting talking point but i got nothing um the, I mean, the visual style, especially when it gets into, like, the chase is very interesting, and it really uh, <clears throat> really emphasizes the intensity of the chase, too. Uh, mm-hmm. What was I talking about before uh, we talked about pimple popping? <laughs> um, we were talking about the the chase, the kid's story. Yeah, that I, I know that. Oh, I was talking about how it, like, kind of explains the... Uh, the backstory of that kid um 
kind of makes that whole section where he shows up a little bit more interesting. And if you watch uh, Animatrix Reloaded, then Revolutions back to back, it kind of gives you a little bit more to latch on to. This is like, oh, you know this kid's backstory now. De- definitely not one that I would say deserved to be um, live action. I-, I-, I think this works better than Final Flight of the Osiris as like its own little animated piece. Um, but yeah, no. Overall, pretty solid, uh, minus uh, the very, very questionable stuff. Uh, moving on to its world record, right? yeah okay that that one uh i don't have as much to say um you guys kind of already covered all the stuff that's like really good about it but yeah no it's a it's a very solid little uh little piece about uh willpower and breaking through to see reality um it also has some of the funniest arm animations i've ever seen in anything ever with the uh i think it was like his uh his coach or something where he's like throwing up like gang signs as he's like loudly shouting at him. Can't do this, man. Yeah. You're gonna run yourself through. <laughs> yeah, that 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 man's got uh, some interesting uh, arm animations, and I laugh every time I see it. Uh, what was uh, I think it's uh, not program. Uh, Beyond. Beyond. Yeah, that's that's it. Um, I don't know why I get the titles of those two mixed up, um, but I do probably just because it's one word um but that, that that's also another thing that uh i one that i can't exactly say much else about just a fun little uh <clears throat> nice looking short film it's very chill very relaxed um uh c- kind of a i, I don't want to say hangout movie because it's a short it's a hangout short there you go and they uh they tackle like concepts that are uh, introduced in the world of the Matrix from like the first movie, and they they see what happens when just normal unplugged folk discover a glitch. And I think that's uh, that's kind of a little nice piece of world, not not necessarily world building, but just like yeah, fuck it, I'll call it world building. Uh, but yeah, no, very very solid. A uh, little short film. A little distracting, though, that uh, Bobby Hill is in it. <laughs> Did anyone else notice that voice? <laughs> I didn't. Oh, man, I need to rewatch this now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the second I heard uh, the... Uh, I can't remember that voice actress's name, but the second I heard Bobby Hill's voice come out of one of those kids, I was just like, God damn it, Bobby. That's hilarious. Quit playing around <laughs> with the Matrix, gl- Matrix glitches. <laughs> um... Yeah, solid solid piece overall. Um, after de- Detective Story, that's it, and that's the. Uh, I think that was the one where I actually did like a little bit more research into who made it because um, I, I I was curious as to who made it, and I was like, oh, it's the uh, I've heard this name before. It's the Cowboy Bebop guy. I remember that from the Bomb Squad podcast episode on the Cowboy Bebop movie. Uh, plug in more of the podcast on this one um yeah no uh this is another one that i mean it's kind of like beyond it's harder to talk about because of its simplicity it's just this guy gets hired to hunt down trinity and it's a solid small uh little detective piece um and if you're really into like story if you will 
yeah, detect. Yeah, there we go. Um, detective story. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, it's it's a very simple little tale. Um, and uh, if you're like really into into noir and the hard shadows stuff like that, you'll definitely get a kick out of the visuals in this. Um, and just yeah, no, overall solid little tale um honestly i think this was the one that kind of uh knowing who the creator was i I, i've seen cowboy bebop before i could never get into it honestly revisiting it it kind of makes me want to check try checking out cowboy bebop again now that i'm an adult um and as you should and see if i can actually get into it this time and then the final one is uh or are, are we at the final one yeah, matriculated. The, uh, matriculated. Um, I really like the ideas presented in this one and how morally gray it is um, with uh, the humans basically pulling a machines, essentially, and uh, <clears throat> trying to basically just force them to be on our side. Um, the visual style is certainly very interesting in it. Um, this is the one short in it where I can actually... Uh, actually reference this and i can't fucking believe i didn't do it earlier but i was just like ah i'm gonna let tim do it um because i could have made a joke out of a certain studio but this this short film happens to feature a voice actress this voice actress is named melinda clark now melinda clark (laughs) if you're familiar with her work you will know her as the girl from return of the living dead 3 but if you're like me you know her from the hit television show produced by Warner Brothers, that is, The O.C., <laughs> as, as Julie Cooper. And now, h- here are my theories on how The Matrix and The O.C. are connected. This is a bit. I'm not actually going to delve into it. I'm just doing it for the meme. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, another good piece. Um, I think the thing that doesn't work as well for me is all, like, the in between stuff i think that kind of drags just like a little bit too long it, it, it's certainly like interesting on like a visual level but i don't know i i think they probably could have cut that a bit short um yeah i think if i had any issue with that one it's just that it's a little long for my liking but um, yeah yeah length is definitely an issue on that um but yeah uh very cool uh animation style too like if you couldn't tell that the guy that worked on Eon Flux worked on this, then you might need to get your eyes checked. Because, yeah. I'm not even an anime guy, but I'm familiar with Aeon Flux. So I'm just like, gee, I wonder if that guy worked on this. Um, and yeah, as an overall piece, uh, I think it works perfectly. It gives me... Uh, as a Matrix fan, more of what I want, just more world building and just making this world more detailed and more interesting than I already thought it was. I mean, some of the shorts are hit or miss, but I think it mostly works as a piece as a whole, and I, I consider it essential viewing if I ever want to go back and uh, rewatch what was originally a trilogy and is now a quadrilogy. Um, so yeah, um, Anything you guys want to add to it before uh, we get into final thoughts? I, I kind of already went over my final thoughts a bit, so we'll probably just skip over me if we if we're just going in straight into final thoughts. But 
I'll I'll leave the floor open if there's more that you guys want to discuss. I feel like I expressed everything I need to express as a uh, as a moderate Matrix fan and a moderate anime fan. Um, it's a mostly good time. These these shorts. Hell yeah, Tim. Yeah, um, I guess yeah. Just overall, it's a solid anthology. Um, it's I I might put it above like Star Wars Visions, which I I did enjoy Star Wars Visions for the most part. Um, the this past year, uh, there there's some really fun shorts in there, but I think uh, like the short the shorts in here I think have higher highs. Um, I think that it's and I think it flows together pretty well, just like. As far as like a, an anime anthology for a big IP goes, this is probably the best example. Hell yeah! Ah, uh, Star Wars Visions. I actually tried watching that because uh, I had heard huts were in it, but I couldn't get through most of it. I might need to revisit it. Uh, but yeah, I don't have anything else to add. Um, so I think that is just where we're going to wrap up this uh, particular bonus cast. So that was our bonus cast on the Animatrix. Thank you for watching. If you're watching us on YouTube, um, if you're on YouTube, go down right below the video. Hit that like button so we know how much you like us. Hit that subscribe button so that you know how much uh, so that we know how much you love us. Um, hit the bell icon for updates on when we upload new videos um check out our uh, audio platforms there's a link tree down below to get to all of them but we're on all sorts of audio platforms apple podcasts spotify anchor uh the list is endless sort of i mean there's an end to it but you get the idea once again liar <laughs> once again i'm the only one that promotes the patreon so check out the patreon go donate there um we also we do live streams uh i, I always forget to promote the tw twitch i think we all do um so we have a twitch uh at bomb squad productions uh go check us out there we do live streams uh god what else can i promote check us out on our social medias Facebook, Twitter, Instagrams, uh, fucking MySpace. I don't think we have one of those. We should. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, Check yeah, us we're out. Gonna, we're gonna we're gonna play. Uh, it's been one week as our theme song on MySpace. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, solid. Uh, I'm about to talk about the movie again, but yeah. Check us out all on there. Um, this will be the last podcast that I do. I'm gonna go on a break. Um, least for a little while uh so hope to see you guys in the near future uh and i hope that the rest of anime month goes well don't know when this is going to be released but yeah continue to check out our podcasts and we'll uh we'll see you all sometime soon farewell see ya